Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. This is episode number 27, released on March 28, 2007. My name is Steve Eunice, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Bailey. Hi, Neil. Hey, Steve. How does it feel to be an hour back in time? Yeah, it was nice to get an extra hour's sleep uh, with daylight saving changing here, but uh, you guys actually travelled forward in time for your daylight saving, did you not? Yes, we did. Place your bets. Uh, part of the Bush plan to save energy without actually sacrificing anything, save an hour of sleep. You know what we need, though? We need a kryptonite, man. I think that'd be a perfect battery. <laughs> well, uh, actually, I don't mind the whole daylight saving thing. It uh, messes with my head a little bit, uh, trying to reassess the differences in between time here in Australia and the rest of the world, but uh, it seems like just when I've gotten used to what it is and got it all figured out, uh, we change uh, two hours different again. Yeah, you guys are in the future anyway. It's cool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind it too much either. But uh, I do think we should just keep going back in time. That way, people will be awake at night, and I'll be awake during the day eventually. You know, those writer hours. Yeah. So uh, anyway, well, what about Superman this month? Well, it's been a, a lively month uh, to say the least, especially with movie rumors. Ah, uh, certainly has. Yeah, there was uh, talk of the uh, Superman sequel being delayed. Uh, then it was talk of it being put off altogether in favour of Superman being in a Justice League movie. Uh, then both rumours were somewhat debunked, and uh, a bit of mudslinging was uh, going on about between a couple of websites, uh, won't name any. And then there were rumours about uh, which villains would be in the sequel, which was back on track again as far as rumours were concerned. And finally there's a most recent rumour about a Supergirl movie back on track, uh, a pretty full month. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Personally, I get tired of the mudslinging, but I don't know. I thought it couldn't get any worse or tedious after Superman Returns, but leave it to the internets. But uh, uh, bottom line, we get yelled at if we report stuff, we get yelled at if we don't report stuff, so we just got to stick fast, household sources, and hold on to that integrity, which uh, hopefully speaks for itself. Though honestly, uh, you know, Cylon Chick is hot, but she ain't no Supergirl to me anyway. I don't know. Who would you choose for the role? Uh, good question. Uh, I haven't really thought about who I'd choose. Uh, someone younger, I guess. Um... That's if they're going with that whole teenage Supergirl angle, but uh, or they might be going for something totally different. Ah, I, th- I can hear the message boards already. A faint sound off in the distance, like ear leader, ear leader, and 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 heroes. <laughs> what what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think that she could work out. I don't know, um, but I think that'd probably be too much of a similar role for her at this stage. Yeah, she's not my choice, but you can see it a mile away if fandom has any say. I don't know. I'd I'd go for another soups flick myself. Yeah, and just to straighten out some of these rumours that I spoke about earlier and and what happened uh, for our listeners who might not have read up on the whole, uh, you know, everything that's been going on recently, basically what happened was uh, Variety came out with an article stating that um, Brian Singer had signed on for a new World War II movie with United Artists and they just threw it out there that doing this movie would delay the Superman sequel. Um... I contacted a, um, a source within the, the film, uh, within the Superman crew, um, and he basically said to me off record that uh, it wasn't, it wouldn't delay the Superman Returns sequel. I stated as such. Uh, other sites caught on to that. Some didn't like it. Some said that I was full of it. And um, then my source, who was uh, Robert Mayer Burnett, who was in, who put together the DVD. Uh, basically said the same thing on bluetights.net and uh, it was picked up by a lot of other media sources and said Variety ended up coming out with a a uh, reworking of their article stating that uh, the 
the World War II movie that Brian Singer was doing wouldn't actually delay the Superman Returns sequel. Then some bright spark thought that, well, if the Superman movie isn't going to be delayed, then maybe the Justice League movie would be a good uh, movie for Superman to be in instead of a sequel. So a lot of these speculation and rumour just went about and uh, basically we just reported what we knew and what we'd heard and uh, that's basically the, the, the crux of the matter. You so, fiend! Yes. <laughs> what a what a what a despicable thing for me to do to report. Trying to get to the bottom of it. How dare ah. you? Well, basically, I'd heard that I'd read the Variety article and knew that people would just jump onto it and say, "Oh no, the Superman sequel is going to be <laughs> delayed," and you know. So I thought I'd do my bit and find out what was the truth in the matter. And um, yeah, that's that's what you get for trying to dig to the bottom of something. <laughs> anyway. Um, Let's see. That's where things stand at the moment. Uh, take everything as uh, that as you will. Um, let's move from movies to comics. Uh, Superman Comics editor Matt Idelson finally got around to answering some of our Ask Matt fan forum questions after going missing for a few months, which he apologised for. What did you make of his answers? Uh, how to say this diplomatically? I don't know. I'll, I'll just say the same thing I said about Eddie, which was true. Um, Matt's a really great, nice guy, and it's awesome of him to do that. Um, but his answers don't really address the problems or the concerns of the fans directly. Um, that's nothing personal. I, I just say that because I get people asking me constantly how this stuff is going to turn out, what the problem is, what the deal is, and we're supposed to find that out as fan liaisons. And I just kind of point him at Matt because that's all I can do. Um, and then Matt, like Eddie before him, kind of dodges the questions politically and with humor. And that's his job. I can't berate him for that. Um, it does kind of make you wonder, though, why the heck doesn't DC see these criticisms coming in advance, you know, the lateness or the continuity issues, and why not try to work with the fans in some way besides dodging political friendly questions. I mean, bring in fans who want to know the consensus and we'll see how these things will hit the fan in advance. And if not us, someone, you know, just anyone. I mean, any idiot a mile away could have seen that the fans would be absolutely livid when you take a character like Superman with a strong continuity and systematically disassemble it over the course of years with no real plan for reassembly while picking and choosing continuity issues as they serve the writer in question as opposed to the character. Yeah, I like Matt as well. Uh, he's a nice guy, very approachable, and uh, quite interested in talking with the fans. But uh, his run on Superman has been rife with problems to date, hasn't it? I mean, you've got continuity problems, as you mentioned, and all the delays, as we keep mentioning. It seems to be his legacy at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. For, fortunately for us, the problems don't seem to be quality-related, just quantity-related. Mm. Uh, the continuity issues would and remain continuing to slide, people don't really care too much as long as um, they're eventually going to be addressed, but um, not putting out a book every month has lost a ton of reader capital and off-put a lot of long-time fans. I haven't seen this really since the, the, the big slump with uh, the Casey period almost. Yeah, uh, I'd always been under the impression that DC worked months ahead of their publishing schedule, that's what they'd always stated, and from Matt's recent answers, it seems still to be true, but Something happened there for a few months uh, that really stuffed up the whole system. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see it so much as Matt, so much as the creators, but then ultimately you got to look at it, and Matt has to decide to keep Adam on, even if things are dragging, or to replace him, or to do fill-ins. And I wish I knew more about this politics. I really do, because that's why a fan editor communication would benefit this situation quite a bit and, and actually boost sales, he said, strenuously hinting in a benign <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the writers and artists maybe have more say than uh, what the editor would like. I don't know. I mean, how do you tell Jeff Johns or Richard Donner 
no, you can't do that. I mean, are the writers and artists more important than the character? I mean, I can't imagine that's an easy question to answer when you're the editor. Yeah, this is very true. I mean, personally, I've always been of, of a mind that was Superman, oversaturation beats undersaturation. So say you have Dick Donner and Busiek doing books, top-tier creators, uh, and then you let a few regular guys come in and have a few books. Um, but right now, all of the books are top-tier creators, and that's great, but the result is that only one is on time and has been for the last year and a half, and you have a lot of fans who have great stories, but no stories at times, and the book the, the book that's on time is only four issues in, so it could be late for all we know. Yeah, uh, Matt has promised that they're working harder than ever to make up the uh, for the fiasco of the last six months or so, but uh, let's hope you can deliver on that promise, because personally I think you need to put the characters' needs before those of the writers and artists, and uh, not lose sight of the fans amongst all this, because the readers really are the ones that are driving the sales, and uh, if you disappoint them, you, uh, you're disappointing the bottom line. So I think that needs to be really looked at uh, amongst all the internal juggling that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. People, people have been quick to blame 52, but I can, I, I can no. hardly see that myself. I mean, one of the, none of those creators involved in Superman are on 52. And either way, I'm going to have to give them the benefit of the doubt in, in that they said they fixed it, and, and I really hope they can. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if I understand this correctly, they're basically trying to bring the Superman comics back to some kind of iconic status, a version of things that fits best with the public consciousness of who Superman, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, Lex Luthor, etc., who they are. Uh, but they're doing that by resetting things with no explanation on how these things are happening in the context, context of what's come before. Um, characters who were once dead or are now alive characters who were previously uh, who Superman previously met are no longer uh, people he's, he's met it's uh, all more than a little confusing for readers who have been following Superman comics for a few years now or heck even for a year I mean there's some internal con- uh, continuity yeah. problems you know Parasite jumping right back to life but mm-hmm. I don't know like Ask Matt said that now the only Zod is the one in the Donner book so then what about our worlds at war he was a big catalyst in causing our worlds at war did mm. that not happen now or uh, still the death has uh, occurred the death of Superman like he stated but there's no birthing matrix so Eradicator uh, no interstellar travel but Doomsday and this is pedantic stuff but it all adds up no vegetarian, but birthright is canon. Just enjoy it. Stay tuned. It's not going to can that ham, guys. Yeah, we're enjoying the ride, but uh, how can you enjoy a ride where you don't remember where you got on? I mean, it's uh, difficult to... It's almost like a paradox. Uh, they're destroying the space-time continuum. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not so much about wanting to know everything or how it happened, but so much as wanting to know where we're stepping off from. Start from day one, start from year ten. Who cares? Just let us know what the heck is going on. The Silver Age ended for a reason. This is Sparta! <laughs> I feel like Doc from Back to the Future. Great Scott! Uh, which is kind of funny, because that's a phrase Superman used to use quite a bit himself. Except for now, it's both the Lone Pine and the Twins Pines Mall, <laughs> depending on what Jeff John says. God, I am such a nerd. Heavy. This is Lord Vader. Matt, you will give us continuity or we will fry your brain. It is your density. <laughs> Talking of uh, Michael J. Fox references, uh, did you hear that Tom Welling is going to be in a, a supporting role for a new Teen Wolf remake? Uh, this time around, it's a girl as the wolf. Um... And you know who wrote the original Teen Wolf script, don't you? 
Mr. Loeb just shook his hand, good man. Yep. Very interesting, though. A teen, a girl wolf. That's kind of. I hope they use Lindy, Lindsay Lohan and she dies in the end or something. <laughs> Weird the connections that you can come up with. One of those uh, six degrees of separation things. And when the wolf eats Matt Idelson, the circle will be complete. Yeah, well, uh, seeing as how we touched on the subject of Tom Welling, uh, talk to me about Smallville Season 6 drawing to a close uh, pretty soon. What do you make of it all? Well, so far it's been a pretty lackluster season for the Mythos, despite a number of promising ideas, but uh, it seemed to want to pull itself together there a bit, and I'm hoping it'll continue to do that. Um, I'm excited to see where they go. Uh, There were rumors of baddies from 33.1 in the Justice League, but K-Site is saying that it's going to be other things entirely. Uh, What what do you make of it? Yeah, personally, I think it's been a step up from last season, um, but still it lags way behind seasons 1 to 3 for me. Uh, I am getting tired of the whole love triangle between Clark, Lex, and Lana. Uh, I wish they'd just focus on Clark for a series of episodes and make him the lead character for a change. Yeah, Goff, Goff has kind of indicated that Lex and Lana would leave in the event of a season 8. and uh, People balk at that, but it's, that kind of shake-up sounds really neat to me. Yeah, uh, frankly, I don't see it going past the seventh season myself. Not that I know anything or I have any inside info on that. I just don't think it's... Uh, it's going to go that far, but I don't think it would be a bad thing if they did go eight seasons and left Lex and Lana out of it. Yeah, yeah, they usually have it renewed and locked in for the next year by now, which is, you know, it's breaking the pattern with the new network. Any uh, sources or rumors on that? No, not that I've heard. Um, anything I've heard is really is Al saying, Al Goff saying, you know, reassuring us that he thinks they'll be continuing on. Um, while Smallville rates poorly up against its competition in the same time slot, uh, it is the CW's best rating show, as far as I know, so I can't see them dropping it. So I'm pretty sure it'll probably be renewed for a seventh season. Uh, the most disappointing thing for me in the context of the series is that Lana's importance in the show is really unwarranted. Um, basically, it looks like she'll be the reason for Lex going over the edge, and I think that's somewhat of a slap in the face for Lex's character. It's, he's such a great villain. Yeah, most people were kind of led to expect the kind, a kind of snapping on the part of Lex, you know, a little break where one, but but things have certainly stayed very gradual, and he and he waffles a lot between good and evil. He's almost a sympathetic character who makes rash decisions an average person might now. Uh, they get people killed of late, but uh, th- then the same thing is true of Clark and Lana, uh, lacking a direct agency. Um, but uh, the closest is disturbing in ways. Yeah, the season six finale rumors and spoilers sound bizarre. In Bizarro World, me, I'm saying much about the finale. I just read internet spoilers. <laughs> uh, talking about bizarre events, uh, congratulations on making the top ten in the Ultimate Smallville fan contest. Yeah, I don't know. I got, I got some flack for that one, let me tell you. I don't know. I don't think people necessarily get the concept of fan over sycophant, but uh, he said for the 10,000th time... One, my reviews have ultimately leaned more positive than negative on an overall average. Two, even if they didn't, I'm an insane fanatic. Trust me, thousands of hours on this show. And three, troll off. I mean, you could have beat me with your video complainers. I don't know. I suppose you and I aren't fans of Superman, Steve, because we dare question him now and again. Leave the internet, Steve Eunice, because you dare profess fandom for something that you don't think is absolutely perfect. Well, most people seem to be happy for you, Neil, So, uh, but sadly didn't make the final top three cut, uh, but still it's an excellent achievement. Oh, I'm tickled pink. I mean, I, I, so far it's the closest I've gotten to the production, and, and it was an incredible honor. Thank you to all of you out there who went and voted and helped me be a part of this. It was a lot of fun, and, and I can't wait to see who the top three really were.
Okay, we've uh, touched on movies, uh, comics and TV. Let's talk about DVDs. Uh, Warner Home Video have announced recently that the 1966 New Adventures of Superman cartoons will finally be released on DVD in June. Have you ever seen those cartoons? You know, I don't think I have. Maybe uh, late night shows on the Cartoon Network, but uh, I'm mostly familiar with the Super Friends. Grew up on them and the Fleischer stuff. Well, you will recognize the music when you finally get to hear them because it's the same theme that we use at the end of uh, every Radio KAL podcast. Uh, I think I've seen them all personally. Uh, they were shown on TV here not so long ago in Australia. And I remember watching them fondly as a kid uh, on Saturday morning uh, cartoons. Are they uh, more serious or child-oriented? Probably a dumb question, but still to familiarize those people who don't know. Uh, they were geared more towards children, and the animation is probably on par with the less-than-spectacular Super Friends animation, but still they were enjoyable. Um, there is some speculation on whether the Superboy and Crypto segments will be included on the DVD uh, due to the ongoing battle, legal battle over the rights to Superboy, but I can't, can't imagine that they wouldn't be there. Uh, they were basically part and parcel of each episode, so it's not really like you could cut them out. Uh, not that I could see anyway, but uh, we'll let you know all... Um, we'll let you know when the uh, new Adventures of Superman DVDs are available for pre-order uh, as soon as we find out. So, um, And talking about DVDs, uh, the Superman homepage is pleased to be able to give away two copies of the recently released Justice League Unlimited Season 2 DVD collection. Uh, this DVD collects together the final season of the JLU animated series. Um, you will find the entry form for this contest at the Superman homepage website. All you need to do is know the secret code word. And that code word uh, is the title for the final Justice League Unlimited episode, Destroyer. So enter the code word, Destroyer, into the entry form which you'll find at the website. Competition closes at midnight on April 24th and we'll announce the winners on the next Radio KAL show as well as on the website. And uh, good luck to everyone. Yeah, good luck guys. It's a heck of a prize and thanks to the DVD folks for making it happen. Let's start with the big question. Last show, we asked the big question. What would completely turn you off Superman? What would the WB or DC do that was so bad that you'd swear off being a Superman fan forever? Here are some of the responses we received. Matthew Guy wrote, The one thing that would kill Superman series is delays. The nagging problems really, the, the nagging problems really bother me. It, it's the same for the Superman and Wonder Woman and are the bulks of the problem at DC. The solution is add another title to the mix in 2008. The answer is a reboot of DC Comics Presents, a Superman team-up book in the same manner as the recently rebooted Brave and the Bold series. And if you do have problems with this new series, solicited the title honestly to readers. If you can get just nine issues a year out, say up front, instead of stringing us along for an extra delay. Hmm. Yeah, a bit of a muddled response there, but uh, thanks, Matthew. Um, Jamie Kelly writes... Uh, this is a tough question. I'm 27 years old and have been following Superman's adventures in some form or another basically since I was born. But since New Earth still has Lois and Clark married, I'd say if they divorced the two, and it's not a dream or trick, they'd, that'd swear me off the comics. Not for the moral aspect so much, I just don't want Superman with too much Spider-Man-like angst. I'm loving the way they've treated the marriage lately, up, up and away for instance, but I don't think there's anything they could do to get me to swear off Superman for good as a whole. Just that medium for a while. Yeah, uh, I think yes. I'm going to... Yeah, I, oh, sorry, I was just going to say I agree with Jamie there. I think uh, 
uh, you know, divorcing Lois and Clark would be something that would uh, turn me off too. Oh yeah, I think I think half the fans would drop if they did that, but uh, unless it was just a complete reboot and had a lot of promise. But uh, yeah, Chris, Chris, the Dork Knight PV says, "What could turn me off, Superman? Three words: grim and gritty." The point of the character is that he embodies the absolute best that humanity has to offer. He shouldn't be mired down by anger, doubt, and depression about his role. There's no point for Superman to threaten to, or heaven forbid, actually kill someone in the course of his actions as Superman. My greatest fear is that the Richard Burton Matrix-style Superman that wears black, kills indiscriminately, and is just generally more interested in looking hip than being the icon he is. Some say that Superman is uncool. Well, if being compassionate, responsible, respectful of others, and willing to lay down one's life for a stranger for no other reason than it's right is uncool, color me square and proud. Very well much. said. Yeah, good one, Chris. Well said. Uh, Daniel McIntosh writes, Hey, Steve and Neil, I think that I would be hard-pressed to be turned off Superman given what a rich and vast history he has. But there are a couple of things that might or have nearly turned me off Superman. The first thing that nearly turned me off Superman was the introduction of Jason in Superman Returns. Superman has a child out of wedlock. This, I feel, undermines the fundamental principles that Superman was created upon. You might argue they are old-fashioned, but they are still good to me and a lot of other people. Ultimately, Superman is the epitome of morality and the virtuous spirit and for them to take Superman down this road to try and make him more identifiable to us, normal people, I feel is wrong. The second that has made me shy away from Superman in recent years has been the broody Superman a la Batman style personality that we saw in the For Tomorrow series. Superman is a symbol for hope for normal people. He is someone that, has, that us normal people can look up to and aspire to be when we are feeling down. Personally, I don't want to see a broody Superman all the time, I, along with many others around the world, need him to be a positive means of entertainment to help take us away to more happier moments when we, when he soars up into the sky. Lastly, I think anything that DC would do to change his costume on a permanent basis from his traditional costume or alter his fundamental powers of flight, etc., and principles, because then you no longer have Superman. But as I said, Superman has a vast and rich history, and I can always seek refuge amongst my golden and silver age Superman collection to get away from any drastic changes they may make. Yeah, those showcase collections are pretty good for that. Um, John Hamm wrote, Hey, Stephen Neal, the main thing DC could do to put me off Superman is the thing they're already doing, moving backwards. I suppose we all have a definitive idea of what Superman is that comes up from a formative time in our lives. For me, that time was 1986 and John Byrne's Man of Steel. I was only 12 years old, but I felt like Superman had suddenly grown up. All the silly, dated elements of the character were gone, from the Legion of Super Pets to Jor-El's shoulder fins. And in the last few years, it seems like middle-aged writers' fondest wish is to bring all those things back, even the shoulder fins. This is the 21st century. I have no interest in returning to the 1950s. If that's where DC insists on going, I won't be along for the ride. Mm, well, there's one fan who doesn't like the Silver Age. Uh, let's see. David Landon wrote, uh, If the powers of B ever turned Superman into a dark, violent, Punisher-like character, that would definitely cause me to swear, swear off him. The Superman I know is defined by his moral code. If they ever scrap it to make him cooler or more hip, as far as I'm concerned, they will have killed Superman. Which is interesting. That seems to be a, a common thread amongst some of our responses this this show. Yeah, like like uh, like a famous producer once said, Superman's a killer. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Rob the Gothamite wrote, 
In response to last week's big question, the thing that would probably turn me off, or the thing that would turn me completely away from Superman would be if the lowest Superman romance was completely taken away from the mythos. The lowest in Superman ro romance is probably one of the most interesting aspects of the Superman story, and past attempts to give Superman a different love, love interest, such as Wonder Woman, or worse yet, give him no love interest, have all ended in shallow disaster. I think the relationship between Lois and Superman has been taken for granted in comics in the last ten or so years, and is important to retain this most intriguing element of the canon. Big shout out to Stephen Neal of the show. Well, thanks, Rob. That's awesome. Thank you. Now, uh, Grasshopper. Oh, Grasshopper. He wrote, <laughs> I have seriously considered giving up Superman because of the return to the Silver Age that we have been seeing lately. But since storyline change, uh, when new writers come in, I have hung on. However, major deaths would make me give up on the comics. I think certain characters make Superman not just Clark and Supes. Without a doubt, killing off Lois or even divorce would make me tune out. Jimmy and Perry are also important and shouldn't be killed off either. I think far too often a major character death is used for drama and to sell books. I agree that sometimes to keep things real a death is needed. Other times it's a crutch for writers not knowing what to do to create drama. Very good point. Andrew Maitland writes, The one thing that could not make me a Superman fan for good, I can think of a few things that would disappoint me regarding the Superman mythos. Smallville has done it a few times, but as I've mentioned before, Smallville is its own Superman myth, while at the same time coinciding with the mythos of the films. I haven't been able to figure out exactly how yet, but season, if season 5 is any indication, the show has jumped back, I think. Clark Kent could reveal his powers to the whole world without so much as flinching, for all I care, and it still wouldn't turn me off as a Superman fan. But if Clark Kent Superman began to kill without remorse, that would be a cause to boycott. I, m I mentioned without remorse because I've seen mythos where innocent people die due to Superman's actions. But in all those mythos, there's always a bit of personal resentment by Superman because of the death. If the mythos suddenly turns Superman into a mass murderer, though, that would be the end of Superman, which is a good question, considering their... Um they're covering that in Smallville a little bit, that remorse issue. Yeah, exactly. And it's also interesting in light of uh, Golden Age Superman, where uh, people did uh, often die because of Superman, or um, not directly because of him, but things that he did. And, uh, yeah, there wasn't much remorse there, but um, yeah, anyway... Well, it's it's worse than, yeah, I was going to say, it's much worse than Batman and Papa Spank, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on. Uh, thank you, one and all, for your big question responses. Uh, time for a new big question, and Neil, I believe one of our listeners submitted a request for a new big question. Yeah, thanks guys, it's awesome. Uh, thanks to Kevin James for our big question this month, which is, what quote or quotes involving Superman have struck the biggest chord with you? By quotes we mean things said in any medium, be it, kneel before Zod, or you are here for a reason, or what's so funny about truth and justice in the American way, anything. Yep, uh, excellent question, so get involved. Answer that big question by clicking on the big question button at the Radio KAL webpage and send your response in to us. Uh, we'll read out or play the best response to uh, that big question in our next Radio KAL show. Because don't forget, not only can you type in your answers, but you can also send an MP3 file to us. Cersei and Dr. Psycho make their move. I need your help. I think I know a way we can get out of here. <sighs> Very well. Back together again, it seems. What's the plan? Lex Luthor puts Catwoman to work. You will take him to Themyscira and deliver him to Batman. Bats and I aren't exactly the best of friends. He is not in a position to refuse your help. And just as all hope seems lost... It's not working! 
God help us. Help arrives from a most unexpected source. Oh, my goodness me, that was such an exciting way to travel. Imperium continues on March 28, 2007, in issue 27 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton. Only at supermanhomepage.com. Interesting hearing that from the other side, having seen Jeff working on it. Yeah, well done to Jeff and the crew for continuing a, a great audio drama. Only one thing alive for less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Time for the secret soundbite contest. Super secret soundbite contest. Uh, last show, we played a sound that came from the Smallville episode uh, from Season 4, titled Devoted. Only five people managed to guess that one correctly, and those five people were Ricardo S., Nelda Mormon, Sean Hemmings, Steve Holmes, and Weston Connick. Congrats, guys. That's a tough one. Yeah, let's see if more people can guess which episode this sound comes from. You know, when this first happened, I was kind of freaked out. Now I'm kind of enjoying it. Lewis and Clark, Season 3, 5th Episode, Line 254. Uh, Neil Smallville episode. Uh, so, people... Oh. Yeah, if un- unlike Neil, you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound comes from, submit your answer using the super secret soundbite entry form found at the ra- Radio KAL webpage. Each person who guesses it right will have their name read out in the next episode of Radio KAL. <coughs> Superman in Songs Time. Nice. What genre you got for us this month? Uh, it sounds a bit country to me. Um, not sure, but either way, it's uh. Cletus Kennelly singing Looking for Superman. Yeehaw, Cletus! Philpins and needles whenever she walks by. I don't know the cost of infatuation, but don't stay, don't play. I don't know why she's always looking for Superman. I see the new ones, tin soldiers waiting. Stuck in the middle, it's the bravery Or it's the reverie that always gets me in trouble But don't stay, don't play I don't know why she's always looking for Superman Been so blind. 
this time, all this time, but this time, this time, this time, I'm not going down easy, won't come sneaking up on me. for another month yeah good one Steve thanks yeah uh, remember if you have anything you want Neil and I to discuss on a future Radio KAL episode uh, maybe you've got a, a suggestion for an, a next big question or uh, even a, a recommendation for a Superman song just uh, use the KAL mail button found at the Radio KAL webpage and send us an email thanks Neil me am not Neil Bailey you am not say classy large town <laughs> You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com.